0: Say hello to Floyd Little and Jim Brown, Sean Tucker in the Orange Record Books with his fifth touchdown of the game. All across CNY. Kick the tires and light the fires, big daddy. It's the 3-1-5. Hardy faking feats the great Davis and He scores!
1: He scores!
0: Here's Brian Higgins. What up everybody, welcome in I'm told this is the place to have a good time In the 315 here on a Wednesday afternoon Working our way toward the weekend Final Dome football game of the season Talk a little FSU During the program today, Knowles will be in Saturday night, 8 o'clock Talk to someone that's trying to pick off a pass in his fourth straight game How about Jihad Carter? He'll join us uh, coming up at uh, 3 o'clock. Tom Block from the Seminole Radio Network on the program today at 2.30. So we'll uh, get a little football for you here today. Big game in town tonight is soccer. ACC semifinals. Ian McIntyre earlier today named ACC Coach of the Year for the second time in his career. Congrats to Mac. It's still strange to me that he's a a Coach Mac since we already had one of those. But, uh, you know. They've both worked out rather well. So no complaints on that. Uh, But soccer tonight, football Saturday, women's soup's back in action tomorrow, men's soup's not back in action until next week, but we'll kind of hit on it all throughout our couple of hours uh, with you here today. And uh, news on Josh Allen's elbow. Or no news on Josh Allen's elbow. Getting to that in about 15, 20 minutes or so. But, you know, last week, as we get going here, we, we kind of hit on the idea of, well, what's the biggest uh, what's the biggest controversy you could have on a football team? Quarterback controversy. What's the controversy you could have on a basketball team? Well, which starter should be on the bench? Which reserve should be starting? And for the Orange, it stuck out that maybe that position where there'd be controversy would be the point guard spot. So here we are. A week later, is there a quarterback controversy? Is there a point guard controversy? We decided we wanted one and we didn't want the other. One would be good, the other would be bad. If there was a quarterback controversy, it was likely because Carlos Torrio Wilson went to Pittsburgh last weekend and played great. If there was a point guard controversy, it was likely because Judah Mintz stunk it up in the opener. Well, um, the opposite of those two things happened. Carlos Torreal Wilson did not create a quarterback controversy last weekend down at Pittsburgh. And while Samir Torrance was excellent on Monday night in the opener for the Orange, uh, Judah Mintz did not exactly create a point guard controversy with poor play. So, so much for all that. But it, it does leave it open to, okay, now how do the Orange respond to what has happened In the opposite of the two things we thought had at least the potential to happen a week ago, where it was set up for Carlos Del Rio Wilson to go down to Pittsburgh last week and have a good game and say, okay, well, this guy's playing well. Not that Garrett Schrader shouldn't be the starter, but, you know, let him heal up a little bit. Well, now it's the other side of the coin. The Orange came away from that game saying, oh my goodness, we probably need Garrett Schrader to win this game on Saturday. So here you are now, midway through the week after. Is he healthy enough? Or can, in week two of him starting, can you get Carlos Del Rio Wilson ready enough to play against Florida State this Saturday to win a a game and stop what would become a three-game slide without him? So, it's rare to say this. The the saying is what? If you got two quarterbacks, you don't have any? Well, the Orange have one. They got Garrett Schrader. We know that. They were hoping to say we got two. They were hoping for a quarterback controversy. It's rare that that would have been a positive thing. Whoever say yes, we've got a quarterback controversy. The season is saved. And that's what the Orange are rooting for last week. If Carlos had played well enough to say, huh, oh, well, who needs Garrett Schrader? We got Carlos. Then you might have gone down to Pittsburgh. You might have won that game. You might have ended... The three-game losing streak before it even got that far. You might be sitting here at 7-2 with hopes renewed for the back half of the schedule. Now, with three games remaining, oh boy, can you win a game with your backup quarterback? That has not been the case. We detailed that a couple weeks ago, how miserable the Orange are when they are starting quarterbacks they do not intend to start. Add in that loss last week, it's something like in the last decade when you take out you know, the main backups that were in line to play and in line to start and that were in there not because of injury or a guy like Eric Dungy that got his job because of injury, but come on, he's Eric Dungy. Like, the aren't now 3-24 in the last decade when they're starting a quarterback that they didn't plan to at this stage of the season because of injury. November has not been kind to Dino Babers, to Scott Schaefer, to whomever over the course of the last decade. Whomever. They're the only two. But it's not been kind to either. And we'll see how it goes this week. Can Garrett Schrader get healthy enough by Saturday to go out there and start? I have no idea. No idea. Is he healthy enough to go out there this morning and practice? Legit. No idea. We'll see how it goes. On the other side of it is here in November, do you want a point guard controversy? You really don't. And the Orange ended up at least through game one. Without one, for the best of possible reasons. Both of your point guards, Judah Vince and Samir Torrance, played well. And, on top of that, and maybe even more important than that, what we saw in the opener in one game on Monday night is not only did they play well, apart, They played well together. With Saimir only playing the one, Joe Girard only playing the two, and Judah Mintz playing both. And we have seen, and again, very early, we've seen one game that counted. Two games that didn't count, and results were not great in those two games, eye test-wise. The one game that did count looked pretty good. Looked much better than the other two, anyway. In my mind. But what we saw on Monday is ultimate flexibility when it comes to the guard positions. And again, we're not comparing the start to what happened in these seasons. But think of the years that the Orange had great guard flexibility. When you had, you know, the three or four guys and you could and it was malleable enough you could play them in whatever combination you wanted. The The 2010 team that was Orense's injury away from, in my mind, still winning the national title. You had Brandon Trish, Andy Routens, and Scoop Jardine, And you could play them in any combo you wanted. I always say that team was the deepest seven-man rotation ever, because sometimes somehow they played seven, but everybody had a backup. Like, that's kind of hard to do. Mince being able to play the two with Saimere gives Joe a backup without having to find somebody else. And it allows you a different way to allocate minutes so everyone's playing that needs to play, a.k.a. Simer. and not at the expense of your talented freshman Mince. Or at the expense of Gerard. It gives Gerard a chance to get a breather so he doesn't have to play 39, 38 minutes a game. And then you think again two years later to 2012, it was uh, the same deal with Scoop and Trish still and Dion Waiters. They could play them in any combination. And Michael Carter Williams played a little uh, that year, but it was mainly the other three, and you could play them in any combination. When you have uh, a point, your point guard backup can only play the point guard, or a starter can only play the point guard, and you can't slide them over in a meaningful way, the depth isn't as much. But I think we saw on Monday the idea of. Okay, and I think a lot of people are going to say this around here. They want Samir Torrance to play. We all want Samir Torrance to play. Local guy, personable, has a different skill set, played well at the end of last year, does things other people on the roster don't do. You want him on the floor. But a week, a week and a half ago, it felt like the only way that could happen was at the expense of Judah Mintz. And albeit one game in, it no longer feels that way. So we spent all of last week saying we're going to get a controversy. Is it going to be the quarterbacks? Is it going to be the point guards? We love a good controversy here on Sports Talk Radio, and we ended up with no controversies. So now we got to find another one. But um, we we ended up with that. Our next one is small forward: who should start? Who should play? That I don't have a great answer for right now. <laughs> Jim Bayheim was uh, whatever the uh, he was the opposite of complimentary to the people that played the small forward position on on Monday night in. Uh, You look at Chris Bell, who made a three but did little else, and and Justin Taylor, who took some incredibly difficult shots uh, for no apparent reason. We'll see how that shakes out uh, down the line. But in our time searching for controversy over the last week, we have sadly, unfortunately, and definitely unfortunately for the football team, found none. What we have found is answers, and maybe not the ones we wanted. We knew Garrett Schrader's the starting quarterback. If you didn't know it before, you darn sure know it now. And you darn sure know you got three guards now on the basketball team that can all play and can all help you win. One answer, unexpected maybe in a good way. The other answer, unexpected or not, unfortunately, in a way that did not help the Orange win last week. And again, as we hang here waiting and wondering, may hurt the Orange again this week. Because now it feels like it's not like you want Garrett Schrader back. You need him back. And that's a tricky thing when you've got a guy who's hurt. Because you may need him back, and he might be able to play, but he might not be able to play the way you need him to play. And that can lead you down a dangerous road. We'll see how it goes this Saturday. Against Florida State, and we'll talk to Tom Block from the uh, Seminole Radio Network coming up at 2:30. And I'm sure he'll tell us the Knolls. The Knolls are playing well right now. I get it. Miami has been weird and bad in all unexpected ways this year, but Florida State took them and smacked them silly last Saturday. When have you ever seen Florida State and Miami 45 to three? That game spent a decade going wide right, wide left. 45 to three. These are two teams with identical six and three records. And I wonder, some people were asking earlier today about the, you know, order of operations in the schedule. Would you like six and three if it happened in a different order? Or if you played some of the teams now you played early, would it go differently? If you played Louisville now instead of then. Coach Papers cause kind of mentioned that the other way on Monday. Well, we finally got Louisville. He didn't name them, but we know what he was talking about. Finally got Louisville early in the season and look what happened. Lost to him late all these years when Syracuse is hurt, got him early and beat him around. We may be asking it the other way after Saturday or after last week. Had the Orange gotten Pitt or Florida State in week one, what would have happened? I think you like Syracuse's chances in both those games. You didn't. We saw what happened with Pitt. We'll see what happens here with Florida State this week. Unfortunately, it is trending negatively for Syracuse and how things might go. On Saturday, Knowles, I believe, are six-and-a-half-point favorites now for whatever that means and how it'll play out on the field. Again, must win? Yes and no. Bowl game? No. Good bowl game? Yes. And can they get a final win in the Dome in the final game for a lot of people? For who? We don't quite know yet. It's going to be senior day. With this extra COVID year and redshirt years and transfer portals and the whole thing, Senior Day has become way more nebulous than it used to be. Some people end up with none. Some people end up with three. Some people do it and come back. Some people don't do it and leave. Who's staying? Who's going? Who's walking? Who's not? Who knows? Do they know yet? I don't even know. Used to be you did four years. You brought the flowers out to mom and dad, and that was that. Now you do three years, four years, five years, six years, seven years. You're in, you're out, you're here, you're there. I don't know what's going to happen on Saturday. But for some people, it will be their last time playing in the Dome. And that matters. And they'll be saluted after the game with their walk around the Dome late night. Though the whole crowd won't stick around for that, but I, I do say, you know, for those of you that are diehard season ticket holders and have, um, you know, ridden the emotional roller coaster with these guys for three, four, five, six, seven years, whatever it may be. Even if it is 11, 11.30 at night, go down railing after the game if you are still awake or want to do the opposite of beat the traffic and hang back or whatever. Because those guys, um, I think they really appreciate it and will give you the time of day. And we'll stop and take a picture and chat for a minute in a way that you do not normally get to interact with them. So I think that's kind of neat. If that's your thing. Well, that is the thing you can do with whomever uh, Senior Day will apply to on Saturday. Including our guest yesterday, Matthew Bergeron, who just came out and said, yeah, i got a year left, but you know this is going to be my last game in the Dome. He can change his mind. But he's played four years, started three and a half of them. And back in the olden days of three years ago, wouldn't even be a question. It would be a Senior Day. And he'd give flowers to his mom, Annie. She'd take him back to Oh, Canada? And he'd move on with life. But uh, times have changed, and uh, we'll see how it goes on uh, Saturday. But let's hit a break right now. We'll get into the most watched elbow in all of New York State. What is going on with Josh Allen? We still don't know. But will we'll tell you what they've said about us not knowing when we come back. And we'll talk FSU football with Tom Block coming up at 2.30 and dive a little bit deeper into the recent history of the Syracuse and Florida State series when we get toward the end of the hour. We'll take a break now. Come back with more here in the 315 on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.
1: Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on QSportsTalk.com.
0: All across central New York. This is the 315 with Brian Higgins. This is the 315. Who's having fun yet? Rolling along here. We'll get back to the football game Saturday in the Dome in a moment. Tom Block from the Florida State radio broadcast will join us in less than 10 minutes to talk about the, the Knolls. They feel like they're hotter than they are. Florida State's one two in a row, Yes. But against Georgia Tech and Miami, which is not the highest of hurdles in the league this year, they lost three in a row before that. But, you know, the eye test. Mm. Feeling better about Florida State. They got that LSU in. What's weird is going back in time, that was an early season game. LSU-Florida State, they played um, in the Superdome, I do believe. Like, that was a a weirdly, grippingly terrible, exciting football game. They felt like they both were, you watch that game, you're like, man, Florida State and LSU are going to stink this year, but that was kind of fun. And Florida State won it late. And now here we are, and LSU's like, uh, hi, we're sixth in the country, and we got a chance to win the SEC, and if we win the SEC, we're going to be the first two-loss team in the playoffs. And then FSU's like, hey, we beat them. Yeah, so we're better than that, right? Is that how this works? hello FSU's got no chance of winning the league Clemson has already clinched the Atlantic means Dabo can break out the purple britches as he likes to talk they don't wear their purple pants until they clinch to the division random information it feels like the world needs to know but anyway we will get back to that game in a moment right now we want to get a little bit into this Josh Allen thing and we got to we got to hear what people are saying. It's time to spin the wheel. Let's spin the
1: random wheel. All
0: right, so we're going to hear a little bit about Josh Allen from Dominique Foxworth earlier today on ESPN Radio. But Sean McDermott, uh, as we heard from Heather Prusik yesterday on the show, was going to talk at noon today, and talk he did. And when asked about Josh Allen, he said uh, a little, a very little, as little as could be said while actually saying just a little bit of something. Josh Allen is day-to-day with his elbow. Day-to-day, aren't we all? But today is one of the day-to-days where he will not be practicing today. So he's day-to-day but not practicing today. He did not answer any questions in regards to has he thrown a football or done anything since Sunday? Will he be available this upcoming Sunday? Uh, All of those questions went unanswered. So is Josh Allen going to play against the Vikings on Sunday. No idea. But, as Dominique Foxworth uh, said earlier today on uh, these airwaves, if he doesn't play, and that means Case Keenum is the one revenge game that gets to start against the Vikings, uh, the Bills might be all right.
1: Knowing that they have Case Keenum backing him up, like Case Keenum isn't going to be a Pro Bowl-level talent, but it's not a complete
0: drop-off. It's not a, yeah. all right, you're 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 definitely going to lose, especially with the talent that they have and what we saw the Cowboys do early in the year with Cooper Rush. I think this team is talented enough to survive without Josh Allen because they need to have him healthy for the playoffs. But there's no guarantee that they get home field advantage. There's no guarantee that right. they even make the playoffs in a tough division and a loaded AFC right now. It's a bit scary. Uh yeah, the Bills have found themselves, and I still think they're going to make the playoffs. Even it, like, even in a scenario where, say, Josh Allen's out for the year, I don't think anyone thinks that is what is happening here. Case Keenum doesn't stink. It's not great, but he he's not horrid. It's not like you know when when Daniel Jones got hurt last year for the Giants, and they were like, um, these are NFL quarterbacks, right? Like, Case Keenum started for the Vikings not that long ago. Like, the, the most famous play in recent Vikings history is his pass to Stefan Diggs, the Minneapolis miracle. That was not that long ago. Then he ended up with Denver the next year, and he kind of stunk, but the, all of Denver stunk that year. But, you know, put any vaguely competent quarterback in this Bill system with the Bills' talent and their defense, add in the fact they can win with defense alone. They'll be okay. Now, they need Josh Allen to be great. And they need Josh Allen to be healthy to be great. So we'll see how they play it. Like this could be one where you say, okay, if you rest this guy a couple of weeks, is that going to pay off in January and February when you need it? Because the Bills have goals beyond beating the Vikings on Sunday. So that was as minimal an update while actually telling you something slightly new that we could tell you about the most watched UCL in all of New York State and Josh Allen's right elbow. So we'll keep you apprised of it as the week goes on, as we get toward then one o'clock kickoff in Buffalo on Sunday for the Bills and the Vikings. When we come back, though, we're going to get back to talking about Saturday night's game in the Dome. Eight o'clock kickoff. Tom Block will be there patrolling the sideline for the Seminole Sports Network. He'll join us when we come back on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio. Can we review our status here, side Let's look at this thing from a uh, from a uh, standpoint of status. I can't go forward. What am I gonna do? Hey, what happened? You have nothing better to do at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Lisa, if you don't like your job, you don't strike. You just go in every day and do it really half-assed. That's the American way. This is a great day. A really great day. All across CNY, it's the three one five with Brian Higgins. Halfway home, here's what's happened so far. Uh, what have we done so far? Well, we, we uh, last week decided there was either going to be a quarterback controversy or a point guard controversy, and it turned out there wasn't either. So that was kind of a buzzkill. But we dissected that. Judamance playing well, Carlos Del Rio, Wilson not as much. So the, the controversies did not materialize in the way they might have. After last week, we talked to Tom Block of the Seminole Sports Network. Florida State trending up. Rushing game good. Orange rush defense last three weeks. Spotty. Improved a bit at Pittsburgh. Still could not get off the field on third down. We'll see how that plays out next week. And is Florida State back? Not quite, but they are trending in the right direction. Update to our guest list for the day. We were waiting on confirmation, but Andrew Siciliano of NFL Network, and he does the uh, DirecTV version of the Red Zone channel, will be joining us at 3.15, 12.15 local time for him as he is out in sunny Los Angeles. I presume it's sunny. It's always sunny there. So, Andrew at 3.15 today, next segment. So, before that, we got to uh, get back into Orange football today. We always run the two-minute drill. This week, we're going to do it with uh, Jihad Carter. What uh, What a little stretch Jihad has been on. Three interceptions in the last three games. Plus the fumble return for the touchdown at Clemson. He is playing, like he said, his moments in his Syracuse career. I'd say the last month, this is without question, even setting aside the turnovers, but obviously that plays a part. Without question, the best stretch of football uh, Jihad has ever played in an orange uniform, and because of that, we had to chat with him, and we had to run the two-minute trail. It's time for the two-minute drill. The clock starts now. Jihad, are, are you prepared for the, the nonsense I'm about to throw at you? Yes, sir. All right, so we got two minutes on the clock. Here we go. Clock is running. Coach Baber said
1: this on Monday that you are playing with a new level of focus and concentration.
0: How have you gained that midway through the season?
1: Um, You know, just being myself. You know, I'm healthy. You know, just able to just give it my all.
0: You're from Virginia, Richmond area. There's some great high school football down there. What what legends do you prefer? Michael Vick, Allen Iverson, what what are the old stories you hear down there?
1: Um, You know, Michael Vick and Allen Iverson, you know, they're from like Virginia Beach area. So, I mean, but those guys, you know, are great guys. So, I mean, just, yeah, definitely those guys.
0: You got a Richmond guy that
1: pops out? Um, It's a lot of them, you know, like Macho Harris. And that was a little bit before my time. You know, I'm a little, you know, younger guy. You know, it's more like new age guys, you know, Greg Dortch, Kayvon Wallace, you know, guys like that.
0: All right, so interception, three straight games. What, what, what's going on that you're
1: finding the ball like this? Um, you know, just able to see the game a little better, um, just going out there and being myself.
0: All right, you're a clothes guy. What is your favorite piece of clothing in your closet?
1: Uh, um, it's a couple brands, you know, back home, um, black-owned businesses that I wear, um, G-Code apparel. Um, you got exotic creations. It's just a whole lot of them. Do you make a point to seek out stuff like that? Um, definitely. You know, always to support. You know, my brothers and you know, like sisters. Just always to support them and you know, expand their business.
0: All right, what's the difference of you know six and three the way you got there? It's six and zero, oh, and now losing three in a row. To had you maybe gotten here in a, a different order, so it wasn't two streaks like you've run through.
1: Yeah. So the six and zero, oh, you know, it was great. You know, all laugh and joy. You know, three straight losses. That's not something that we want. But you know, we got to get back over over for these last three games on that win side of the column for sure.
0: Who would be a dream guest for the Mob Podcast? Oh Jalen Ramsey, ooh Jalen Ramsey. Okay, <laughs> that now he played for the school you're going
1: against this week. Is yeah, that, is I that problematic at all? <laughs> nah, no, no, yeah, I know, but that's you know one of my favorite guys. All
0: right, all right. maybe he can give you some tips on the knolls. So what is it? With, what is it with the knolls this week? You guys saw Jordan Travis last year. You know the deal. How tough is it to stop this guy?
1: Um, you know he's a running quarterback. You know we played a few. You know Malik Cunningham, like guys like that. So you know tame his legs. You know make him do other things, and we should be good.
0: Nacho, how you have survived the two-minute drill? <laughs> Thank you. Jihad Carter running the two-minute drill. Appreciate that as always. Tame his legs. That's a great, um, that's a great turn of phrase by Jihad. I've never heard it quite put that way for how you want to slow down a running quarterback. We got to tame his legs. I like it. I like it from Jihad. Though you know, we talked to Jihad. He's got the Mob Podcast. Him and Caleb Okachuku and Marlo Wax. They've all been good at the teases. And all this stuff, and, you know, teasing the guests. I don't know if the number one guy you can have on the show. I don't know if you can say that in FSU week, that the number one guy you want to talk to is one of the best recent players for the school you're about to play. I'm not sure about that. That that didn't hit me quite right, Jalen Ramsey. I mean, the dude can play now. Maybe a different week. Dream guest, but not this week. Who can hook that up? Who can get Jihad, Jalen Ramsey for the Mob Podcast? Who's got Who's got pull? Who's got pull? Maybe our next guest has pull. Andrew Siciliano's out there. He is the uh, the pregame uh, announcer for the Rams. He does the Rams uh, TV, I believe, on the in the preseason, not pregame. Preseason is what I meant to say. Maybe Andrew Siciliano can hook up Jihad Carter with Jalen Ramsey. People helping people. Who knows? Just thinking out loud. But Jihad's been on a, a run here. Three straight games with an INT, the last guy uh, to do that. Uh, you know, I was wondering, maybe nobody's ever done that in Syracuse history. But I say, well, i got to check one guy. How about Andre Cisco's freshman season? He had a few interceptions that year. Remember, he had all those early in the year. He went one in the opener, two in the second game. He took week three off and then had interception week four. I said, oh, maybe he didn't. And then I looked down about five more rows on the schedule. He actually did it in... The last three games of the regular season, he had uh, three consecutive games of the pick. So uh, Jihad, three straight games with an interception, equaling what current Jacksonville Jaguar starting safety Andre Sisco did back in 2018. And if you're an R safety and you're putting yourself in the company of one Andre Sisco, that is a pretty darn good place to be. We'll see if uh, Jihad and the mob can keep up their strong play this week against Florida State. Take a break now. We'll turn our attention to the NFL, the National Football League, games closer than they have been in literally 50 years this year across the league, and weird, weird stuff happening in Indianapolis. The Giants, we got to be happy for the Giants. At Josh Allen's elbow, all eyes on his ligaments. Our next guest, Andrew Siciliano, will dive into all that with him of the NFL Network. We'll talk to Andrew when we come back here today. It's QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.